Welcome back to the conclusion of Pastor Tim's message from Luke chapter 11, verses 11 through 13, entitled, Our Good, Good Father. And discipline at the core of our Christian faith is prayer. Yet, according to a recent Barna poll, only four out of five prayed at least once in the past week. And only 41% believe that God answers their prayers often. No wonder Jesus encourages his disciples both then and now to pray and expect that the good, good Father will answer. Here's Pastor Tim. Father answers in fullness just as the child has asked in fullness. Thirdly, he asked in faith. He asked in faith. Why does he ask his father for bread? Why does he ask him for these different foods? The son makes the request of the father because he believes that the father can meet that need. He trusts his father. And if the father hands him a sandwich, <laughs> he, can, he can bite into the sandwich knowing that there's not, it's not a scorpion sandwich. You know? Father's not looking to play some kind of trick on him. Listen, all of this about a father, an earthly father, is to remind us about our heavenly father. God's not trying to play tricks on you. He, he's not saying that you need to ask appropriately so that, so that maybe like a blind pig who finally finds a pod, you can finally get in on what his will is and finally ask for the right thing. He wants you to know his will. He wants you to ask appropriately. He wants to answer in fullness. And so he wants you to ask in faith. James says that we're to ask fully trusting, without any doubting whatsoever, that God will supply his need. When you pray that way, know that your good Father will answer those prayers appropriately. Number two, our good Father not only answers our prayers appropriately, he answers our prayers affectionately. Affectionately. Why does he answer our prayers? In our passage today, he doesn't mention love, and you're not going to find that word in these three verses. What you find is a relationship. A relationship between a father and a son. And the idea is that the father loves the son, the son loves the father. So why would a father give such things to his son? Why will he give him Bread and, and fish and eggs. Obviously, it's about love, but let's take it a step further. Let's, let's take the question to the same direction that Jesus takes the parable. Why doesn't, not, not why does the Father give bread, eggs, and fish? Why doesn't the Father? Give stones and scorpions and serpents. Why doesn't he give those things? It's because he loves them. Not only does God not want to see you stumbling around in the dark trying to find his will somewhere. He's not interested in hurting you. He's 
Sometimes not only do we have the idea that God sits up in heaven with a lightning bolt ready to strike us every time we mess up. We also get the idea that he's the adult who sits at the, who sits at the playground on the park bench. You know, and when the kid falls off the slide, he just laughs at him. I mean, I would, I would laugh at him. But God doesn't. That's not who he is. He's not laughing at your mistakes. He's not gearing up for greater punishment because you've messed up somewhere. Why does God answer our prayers? He does so because he loves us. Yes, obedience plays a role in answered prayer, for sure. Yes, asking on our part, asking and asking in faith, asking, believing, and in trust plays a part in answered prayer. But the primary reason why God answers prayer is because of who He is. He is God. And God is love, the Bible says. Now, He does He love you. He Himself is love. It is His love and His grace as a part of His character, as a part of His very nature that answers you. So what I discover is a couple of things. One is answering prayer. is First of all, it's in God's power to provide. It's in God's power to provide that. He is able. There's not anything that you can ask that He can't do. He is fully capable of anything that you need. Your need will never be greater than his capacity to answer. You say, I just don't know if I believe that. Well, that's what it comes down to. Do you believe that? Do you trust him? Will you really ask him to do that? He has the power to provide. Will you ask him to answer your prayer? Number two. Answering prayers in God's promise to provide. There's great encouragement here. Go back with me to verse number 13. Verse number 13, he says this, kind of in the sort of middle toward the end. He says, your heavenly Father will give. Your heavenly Father will give. He's promised to meet all of your needs. Like we said a while ago, according to his riches and glory. So what I understand from this passage about him being able to answer my prayers out of his affection and his love for me is that he is both able and willing. He is capable of answering my prayers and he has the capacity to answer my prayers. Our good father answers our prayers he does so appropriately. He does so affectionately. Thirdly, he does so abundantly. Our good Father answers our prayers abundantly. Does it ever surprise you when God answers your prayers? <laughs> I mean, that he answers our prayers really shouldn't surprise us, right? I mean, he's already promised that he will do that. So, so that part shouldn't surprise us. But a lot of times his timing will surprise us. And a whole bunch of times his abundance uh, ast 
astounds us. I mean, not just the fact that he has answered my prayer, but that he has overly answered my prayer. In fact, go back to verse number 13 again and and find this phrase, how much more? How much more will he give? The Father gives abundantly to his children. But if you look at verse number 13, we've moved beyond the physical necessities of life into the one spiritual necessity of life. What is that? Well, what is he giving in verse number 13? He says, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more then will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? That's what I need more than anything else. Is not His presence like under a tree. I need His presence around me. I need His presence within me. I need His presence by me. Holy Spirit is His greatest gift to you. In fact, there are a lot of gifts that God gives to you. I'll give you a few of these that come from the New Testament. I'll, I'll give you some of the verses that go. The good gifts. You know, James said, every good and every perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or even shadow of turning, that he's always going to be the same. He's always going to answer. He's always going to do something good. In fact, the Bible says all things that he does, he does well. All right? So what are some of the good gifts that God gives to you? Let's start where Jesus starts, right here. He gives you the Holy Spirit. God gives you his Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth. He gives you the Holy Spirit. He gives you his Son. His Son, Jesus, is a gift to you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. Staying in our passage, he provides you with food and with all of life's needs and necessities. Jesus said, look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And he says this, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these other things about life, all these necessities... He says that he will give to you, that they will be added to you. So he gives you the Holy Spirit. God gives you his son. He gives you your daily physical bodily needs. He gives you the most precious thing that you have in this world, your family. That comes from the Lord. The Bible says he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. Not only does he give you the right spouse, he'll give you the right children. He says, behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is his reward. He'll give you fulfillment. The Bible says, every man should enjoy the good of all of his labor. It is the gift of God. 
So all of the things that you enjoy because you say, well, hey, I'm an American. I'm a self-made man. I've pulled myself up by my bootstraps. Look at my job, all the stuff that I've provided for myself. The Bible says that all those things that you've accomplished through your job is the gift of God. And you should treat them that way. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit comes. He brings spiritual gifts with him. He says, but one in the same Spirit, the Holy Spirit, works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He will. So He gives you the spiritual gift that He wants you to have out of His own graciousness and out of His wisdom. He gives you eternal life. The Bible says the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And I like this one. I'm going to give you one more. Not only does He give you love, He gives you unconditional love. First John chapter 3, John says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us. And this is one of those where I really like the NIV at this point. When it says, Behold what manner or what kind of love the Father has lavished on us. He answers our prayers abundantly. More than you could ever ask or think. The Bible says, Eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor has even entered into the imagination of man or the heart of man the wonderful things that God has prepared for those who love Him. Jesus said that the Father's house was to be a house of prayer. Let's make it so. I think we've taken some really good steps this year. It needs not only to continue, but it needs to expand. If we really become a praying people, not one person in here can imagine what God will do. Can't. We have a loving, good, good Father who's waiting to answer in the relationship that he has with you. Let me ask you to bow your head and pray. Maybe you begin simply by saying this, Jesus, I trust you. I trust you. I trust you to give me what I need. I trust you to not give me some of the things I want. trust you to supply all of my needs according to your riches and glory. Help me. Help me to depend upon you for everything. Maybe as you kind of continue praying, maybe that's the way you start, but that's not the way that you need to finish. Maybe you need to come to the altar. And finish that one on your own. Maybe you need to come with a friend. Maybe you need to come and pray with me or with Sage. Or maybe you just pray quietly right there where you are. Father, these are your moments. Holy Spirit of God, you are our greatest gift. Lead us in this moment to do what we ought. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Stand with me. This year at Britt David, we would like to challenge you 
to share the love of Christ with those you come into contact with each day. Remember, he who wins souls is wise. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is church office at BritDavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Brit David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Brit David Podcast.